0: What's up, everybody? It's the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com, social media, at Mainly Plants, get a hold of me through there. If you're going to be doing your Amazon shopping, please head over to mainlyplants.com slash Amazon. It'll take you straight to Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything, and it helps me out. Uh, or you can go to my website and scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and there's a little click through there. Uh, every little bit helps. Um, big news, big news. Pay attention. Uh, the first round of t shirts are available for sale now. Um, they're super, super comfortable, both men's and women's. They fit great. Um, they are uh, Esselstein is my homeboy t shirts. It's got a picture, a little black and white uh, portrait of Caldwell Esselstein who is one of the godfathers of the plant-based movement. And underneath it says, Ezelstein is my homeboy. They're pretty freaking dope, super comfortable. I wear mine to the gym. I get a lot of compliments um, you, where you can find them. Okay, so you can go to Etsy and you can uh, type in, well, let me give you the easier way first, okay? So if you go to mainlyplants.com, at the very top in the uh, navigation, you'll see a button that says shop mainly plants. Click on that, it'll take you straight to the shop. Or you can go to Etsy, type in mainly plants, it'll be one word, it'll take you to my storefront, the mainly plants storefront, and you'll see them there. Um, Shipping anywhere in the United States. Um, If you are outside of the United States and you want one, uh, contact me separately and maybe we can work something out. Um, But they are limited runs, they're gonna go fast, so be sure to get yours quickly, okay? Um, the sizing is pretty true to fit, maybe a tiny bit small, but I usually wear an extra large, I wear an extra large in the men's um, and it fits perfectly. You'll see if you click on the um, the pictures in the store, you'll see that uh, the third picture, because there's two color options for each, uh, For there's two color options for men's and there's two color options for women's. If you scroll past the color options, you'll see a, a sizing chart that allow you to decide which size is gonna be the best for you. But, to repeat myself, go to MainlyPlants.com, click Shop Mainly Plants, it'll take you to the t-shirts. Um, like I said, it's a limited run, so be sure to get it fast. This week, we are talking about athletes. Okay, so basically, there's a lot of uh, de- debate, not, not even debate, just concern that, you know, if you lift a lot or if you're an athlete, uh, you need a whole lot of extra supplements. So we're gonna be talking about these in depth. However, uh, for today's sake, we're gonna be talking about do athletes need uh, extra protein? Do they need to supplement their protein, right? You hear all these people who go to the gym talk about protein powder. Um, do we need that? Now, protein is a big concern for people thinking about converting to a plant-based diet. And sometimes even more of a worry for people who are plant-based and are also athletes or are serious into weightlifting or serious at the gym. Um, What I'm gonna try to do is address a lot of those concerns. Now the short answer is that we get way too much protein per day. In fact, the last thing we need to worry about is not getting enough protein. Now have you ever gone to the hospital and seen a protein deficiency wing? I don't think so. Have you ever known anybody who's protein deficient? I don't think so. Instead, we should be concerned about the excess levels of protein that we are actually getting. This stresses our bones, kidneys, and liver because these are the organs that get stuck cleaning up all that extra mess. Now, contrary to popular belief, excess protein is not good for athletes. In 1904, Yale Yale athletes learned that decreasing protein intake to 64 grams per day increased performance by 35%, and they were were eating over 100 grams of protein to start with. Now, how does muscle mass, mass get built up? It's partly genetics, which of course we have no control over. It's partly hormones, which we are able to manipulate with drugs um, like anabolic steroids and human growth hormone, stuff like that. And it's partly the frequency at which the muscle is loaded, such as weightlifting, um, which we do have control over. So the key is that muscle mass is added when we load it with weight. Now, once loaded, the muscle hypertrophies, which means that it enlarges, okay? This happens to all muscles. For example, it's very common with the heart. When the heart has to pump against pressure, as in people with high blood pressure for example, the muscle in the heart starts to hypertrophy or enlarge um, after a certain amount of time. And that enlargement happens to people who don't necessarily supplement with extra protein. Now for some reason, people think that if they eat tons of protein, it gets pushed right to their, their um, biceps or their triceps or, or specific muscles, right? But that's just not true. In fact, um, in in certain medical biochemistry textbooks, it says that adults cannot increase the amount of muscle or other body protein by eating an excess amount of protein. Now, if dietary protein is consumed in excess of our needs, it is converted to glycogen and triglycerides, which are then stored. Converting protein to glycogen to glycerols or fat um, is concerning if performance is an issue. Furthermore, studies show that increasing protein intake not only doesn't help, but it can be harmful. For example, one study showed that high protein diets provided insufficient carbohydrates to replenish the muscle glycogen, which resulted in fluid imbalances and dehydration. Another study concluded that getting about 10% of calories from protein was enough to put athletes such as endurance rudders into positive nitrogen balance. Now in short, there's no advantage and actually potential harm in increasing protein consumption. Nitrogen balance is one way to estimate how much protein we need. We assume that we use all the protein that we need and then the rest just gets pissed out. Um, But you wanna remember, we want to avoid having tons of excess because the process of breaking down and eliminating excess protein stresses our bones. Now, in studies, we're able to measure our our nitrogen balance to see if we're getting too little or too much protein. Researchers look for nitrogen in the urine. We measure the amino acids using nitrogen because they have nitrogen in them. Now, does it make sense to consume more protein once we start spilling nitrogen into the urine? Not really. Well, this should be our goal. To barely achieve positive nitrogen balance, and then stop right there. And remember, just like calories, the amount of protein you need from day to day will vary somewhat based on lots of factors, including exercise, illness, etc. So trying to force the same amount of protein into your diet each day is not a great tried and true system either. You also wanna remember that 10% of calories from protein was more than enough to achieve positive nitrogen balance in endurance athletes, let alone the average American person higher percentages of protein in the diet actually decrease performance. It makes sense since all we do after consuming adequate amounts of protein is stress our bodies by forcing them to expand energy to eliminate all the excess protein. The truth is that according to WHO, the W Health Organization, the the World Health Organization, we only need about 5% of our calories to come from protein. Now studies in the 1950s so sure that we can get by with even less. The average woman, okay, this is just average, the average woman needs about 30 grams of protein per day. The average man needs about 40 grams of pr- protein per day to maintain positive nitrogen balance. Now, as long as you maintain sufficient calorie intake of whole foods, remember, whole foods, whole foods, processed foods, sugar, oil, those have no protein. Um, you will get, get all the protein you need. In fact, if you meet your caloric needs with whole foods, it's very hard to get less than 30 grams per day. For example, how much protein do you think you get if you eat 2,000 calories of oats? Okay, Think about it. 2,000 calories of oats. It's a lot of oats. Nobody's going to do it. But you'll get 82 grams. Now, I mean, for a grown man, 40 grams of protein is easy to get on a whole food plant-based diet. 80 gram, or, um, eating 2000 calories of watermelon alone has 40 grams of protein. Broccoli has more protein than beef based on comparing the percentage of calories from protein out of total calories for both foods. Nature's not dumb, it's smart, right? It's designed, it's designed to where we can get everything we need as long as we eat enough whole foods to meet our caloric needs. If you don't exercise one day, for example, uh, you may need only 500 calories of oats for a meal. And if you do exercise, you may eat 750 calories votes for a meal. The amount you eat depends on your caloric needs, right? How much you're burning per day. And that will be regulated by the brain and the, you know, your stomach growling. Your brain's gonna send a stimulus to your stomach that you're hungry based on your caloric needs. We're designed for this. So your absolute protein intake just went from 16.7 grams of protein to 25 grams just by increasing the amount of oats consumed from 500 calories to 750 calories. I hope that makes sense. The percentage of protein in that food remained the same, which is what nature intended. But when we change the percentage of protein in our diet, we are effect changing the design and makeup of the fuel for our bodies. It is much safer and tested over billions and billions of years of evolution to keep the fuel the same and just use more of it if needed. Now, we follow that advice for things like our cars, we should do the same for our bodies. Now, we know that protein intake does not stimulate muscle growth per se, however, animals these days are shot full of steroids and growth hormones, hormones which producers use to make the animal grow bigger so they can sell better. Now, when, when we ingest the meat, we are effect ingesting steroids and growth hormones, which may stimulate our muscle growth. So think about that. All these people who are claiming, you know, you need, they need steak to be bigger—it's not the protein in it necessarily. It's the hormones and the steroids that were fed to the uh, the animals that we are now consuming, or that they're consuming. Furthermore, animal protein, uh, dairy protein being, you know, one of the biggest, has been shown to significantly increase insulin growth factor one. I've talked about this before. IGF one which is known for stimulating cell growth. Now this may sound great because it might increase your muscle mass, but it may stimulate other growth that we don't really want, like cancer and aging and acne. So if our goal is to be healthy, then we don't want to stimulate our growth that way. Like I've said a million times, somebody might look big and muscular that's different than healthy. Excuse me, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. We should stick to muscle loading only and then try to be comfortable with how big our genes allow us to get through a healthy muscle building process. Now me, personally, I have a very slender body. I lift heavy. I have gotten to a point where I realize that without taking something like human growth hormone, HGH, or steroids, antibiotic steroids, um, stuff like that, I'm not gonna get that much bigger, right? Um, I can get more shredded, I can lean up, but your, your genes pl- do play a factor, and I've been weightlifting for 14 years. Um, if we want to get even bigger, we have to consider the impact of growth-stimulating drugs on our health. But aside from drugs, nothing else makes a difference, including excess protein intake. Now, athletic performance is even more difficult to measure, although experts use it as an impetus to recommend the protein supplements that they are usually selling. So you go to any gym, any supplement store, they're going to push that whey protein on you. I'm sure if you've gone to a gym, if you've ever dealt with a trainer, they always talk about getting one to two grams of protein per pound of body weight, which is bananas. They give this theoretical reductionist explanation of how the recommendation should work in the body, but have not proven this mechanism to be true, nor that the benefits do exist in actual studies compared to other interventions. it's just not true and they have no proof of it. They just push it because they're trying to sell product and it's what they've been taught uh, based on a system that is erroneous. Now I want to see the study trying to use less protein and other potentially better foods such as 100% whole food plant-based diet without protein supplements. High in fruits for more energy um, in like something like a comparison group. Now why is data like this lacking? I'm not really sure. Um, but in other words, you won't know that that less protein is better or at least uh, Equivalent until it's tried and compared on equal playing fields The study of endurance endurance athletes doing worse with more than 10% protein Makes me concerned that many athletes athletes may be on the wrong track with their huge protein supplements And that's whether it comes for an animal or a plant Now you think about there's, there's a few athletes, MMA, football, um, I'm sure there's others, there's two that come to mind, um, who have recently gone whole food plant-based and they talk about having more endurance, better recovery, they're getting stronger. Um, this is a big factor. You won't know the actual harms of consuming high levels of extracted protein supplements until it's compared in large, otherwise equivalent groups of people for long periods of time We're consuming lower levels of protein. But how can we test this if if the majority of athletes are scared of being protein deficient? Now, the, the area of athlete protein supplementation is very subjective. Recommendations are often based on experts giving their own anecdotal evidence and experience. Eating high levels of any extracted protein is potentially harmful. Excess protein is exactly that, excess protein whether it comes from animals or plants, and excess protein stresses the liver, the kidneys, the bones, like I talked about before. Now getting your protein from plants is clearly healthier than getting it from animal sources as far as environmental contaminants and cholesterol and saturated fat and all those other things that we've talked about over the last 50 some odd podcasts. But once you take a food and extract the protein, you're turning the food into not a whole food, into a a drug for better. For lack of a better term. And once you do this, there is the potential of harm um, with not as much benefit. For example, isolated soy protein actually increases IGF factor one more than dairy protein. <clears throat> so you want to be careful with it. I've talked about it a lot, a lot, a lot of times in this podcast. I don't use protein powder. I stopped using protein powder probably two or three years ago. Now, it took a long time, you know, because it's it's a learning process going through the whole food plant-based thing. Um, But you know, I was, I got to a point where I was thinking to myself, why, this is not natural. You know, if I'm eating a whole food plant-based diet and I'm eating when I'm hungry and I'm lifting and my brain should tell me that my body needs more food so then I eat more, I'm not restricting myself, I should be getting enough protein. So protein powder just doesn't really make any sense in that regard, right? And, and i tell you what, I stopped using protein powder. I did not, re- did not de- decrease in size. I did not decrease in strength. Um, it's a gimmick, all right? It's, it's an industry based on fear, based on the fear of protein deficiency. If you eat when you're hungry and you eat a whole food plant-based varied diet, uh, you're not going to be uh, protein deficient. This I promise you. Now, humans have the highest need for protein as a percentage of calories when we are growing because that's when it's building up new tissue, okay? So think about that. Humans have the highest need for protein as a percentage of calories when we're growing. Now it's obviously true that muscle grows in people who lift weights as they get bigger. But as I've already mentioned, we already get 10 to 15% of our calories from, of, uh, from protein on a plant-based diet and even more than that on just the average American diet. Now, there is so much extra protein that we don't need to do anything differently when we lift weights other than eat more of the same foods when we're hungry, like I was just saying. Remember, our appetite increases with exercise, so we will eat more when we exercise, which increases our overall protein intake. Now, I'm sure you've gone on you know, a long hike sometimes, or you've really, busted your ass at the gym one day, or you've done something uh, out of the ordinary where you were uh, expending much more energy, or you're lifting heavier for one day, and you have a vor- vor- voracious appetite that day. That's because your brain is telling your body, we need more food, we need more nutrients, we need more calories, we need more protein. All you have to do is eat more. Now that being said, when do you think we're growing the most as far as a percentage of body weight? Think about that. The answer is when we're first born. So if nature were manipulating food to have the highest protein percentage, at what point in life would we have made protein levels the highest? When would we need the percentage of protein in our foods to be the highest? Now, it's when we're doubling in size. So when a baby baby is doubling in size, requiring the highest percentage of protein, human breast milk is the optimum food and humans thrive on this diet of breast milk when they're babies. It is designed to help a baby double in size and grow exponentially. It's when we're growing the most, right? So what percentage of calories from breast milk is protein? 5%. Only 5% of the calories in human breast milk are protein, and that's enough to allow humans to double in size. Oats, for example, are over 15% of protein and we certainly don't need to be doubling in size by the time we're eating oats. So, from many different angles, the protein argument doesn't really make sense, yet so many people, including, including athletes and just the average person, are so worried about protein for some reason. What's more is that we're all willing to swallow isolated protein powders that have not been through the gold standard critical appraisal. First, they need to show that on a healthy plant-based diet, people won't lift as much weight or perform as well. So they need to show that there's a problem. Now remember, they need to evaluate, uh, objectively evaluate performance, keeping people's subjective complaints of poor performance in perspective. Then they need to try the intervention. They also need to study the hemp protein powder supplement for years, or at least as long as someone will take these supplements to prove that there's no harm found with the protein supplement, even if it winds up improving performance at least then the athletes can decide if finishing their race 45 minutes faster is worth the increased cancer risk 10 years from now. And if no harm is, is detected, then they still have to tell people that there may be harm, but that none was elicited in this particular study. So, one study finding that a substance is safe doesn't mean that harm doesn't exist. It's important to recognize. Can't just go off one study. Rather. It just means that harm couldn't be found in that study population over the period of time studied. Now what if the cancer caused by the protein supplement stimulation takes 15 years to, def- to detect? A study of athletes age 25 won't show harm until age 40 in that scenario. We won't know that when this study is published five years after they started taking the supplement that this is the outcome. I'm not saying that everyone needs to do this evaluation before taking a supplement, but people need to know that the proposed benefits of a protein powder supplement are based on anecdotal evidence or incontroversible data so their decision can be truly informed, but they're not. Now, uh, T. Colin Campbell recommends 0.8 grams of protein for every kilogram that you weigh, which is 2.2 pounds. Okay. So let me get my calculator out here, and you should be getting your calculator out here also. I weigh, let's say, 195 pounds. Now, times eight. Okay, so I need about between 70 and 80 grams of protein a day based on his recommendation, okay? So just to run the math down again, you need 0.8 grams of protein for every 2.2 pounds that you weigh. So 70 grams is about double what we were talking about uh, earlier for these, the average person. But if I would listen to the trainers at the gym, I'd be taking uh, 195 to about 380 or 90 um, grams of protein a day which is fucking bananas. I can't even imagine taking that much protein. I mean, that's that's insane, right? That's over double. I mean, the, on the low end of that, 195 grams is over double uh, what I'm getting through a whole food plant-based diet and it's keeping me just fine. So, you know, I'd say stay under 100 um, and you'll be fine. At least presu- presuming that you're in shape, that you're a healthy individual. Um, you know, you're not... Obese and eating your ass off, in which case you're not healthy anyway. Um, Got off a little tangent there, but stay stay under 100, right? So you don't need that much protein. You just heard me rant for 20 minutes on how it's all bullshit. Um, Even if you're an athlete, stop wasting your money on protein powders. Stop wasting your money on protein shakes. Um, It's nonsense. And not only that, but the majority of the people that I know that I see in the gym that our friends with have whey protein. And aside from you know the extra excess strain on your body, um, there's things like like the cancer that, that has been shown to develop uh, based on a, a diet that, that has whey in, in, in it and casein and egg protein, all these other animal proteins. So give it up, stop using it. you don't need it. Uh, the moral of this podcast is, it's all just a myth. It's all just the protein myth. You don't need that protein powder. Um, don't forget to go and get your T-shirts. Mainlyplants.com. Shop Mainly Plants in the top navigation, or go to Etsy. Type in Mainly Plants one word. Any questions, comments, concerns about protein or anything else? Anything you want me to address on the podcast? Please DM me through uh, social media, or contact me through the website, or email me Ryan at MainlyPlants.com. And until next week, go eat a salad.